Chapter 17 It took Paula a week to get back into the swing of things. To most around her she seemed her old self, but there were two women who knew two different sides to Paula's life and knew otherwise. B, her emotional life, Grandma, her spiritual life. The first time Paula sent a coded message to London, there was great excitement. They hadn't heard from her in so long they feared her dead. Susan was at the loss of her brother and her best friend. Her life had been turned upside down, her mother so broken-hearted. At least they are both gone together was the only comfort Susan could hang on to. Them together. She smiled at the thought. One of the coder girls was at Susan's station. They never came near the switchboard. Don't get excited. I have a little bit of news. So stay calm. Susan fell frozen in time. We just received a message from Kay. That's all I can say. And she was gone. Susan's eyes filled with tears, happy and sad. Paul was on his own. Her shift ending, she went into the canteen and shared the good news with the others. For their ears only, there was happy, silent smiles all around. They would celebrate in their own time. Back in the room, she had shared with Kay the floodgates of tears releasing. She had been holding it together for so long. She cried for hours. She didn't remember when she fell asleep. It was morning and she was still fully dressed from the day before. A smile spread across her face now. Paula is alive! She allowed herself a little dance around the room. She would wait for her day off to tell her mum in person. Grandma stayed very close to Paula. Not that there was much space, with every space filled, with just enough room to stretch out and the circle that was kept clear so some walks could be taken in silence. It is a nightmare, but they are alive. They've no real idea what's going on above ground, but there's lots of comings and goings. No longer safe to man a watch in the day, and not much point in the night with blackout. A hot and smelly existence. At least with the silence no one has fought, most sleep. From the walking circle a piece of raw fruit or vegetables is handed, followed by some water poured into their jam jar. Every day. Water they have plenty of. Thank God, a very well-planned out hideout. Philip's grandfather had thought of everything. There was a natural spring of clear, cool water not far from the field entrance. Paula was glad of the silence and the long sleep she had had. Paula is now closing her eyes to sleep. 
On the train to Wellingborough, Susan feels most content she has in a long time. She is blessed to have home so near. Most of the girls haven't had a trip home in a long time. They always look forward to Susan's return. Her mum never sends her back empty-handed and the land girls always bring something for them too, some fruit or eggs. Last Christmas a whole cake. Susan is now at the end of the lane to her house. She suddenly starts to giggle out loud. Paul has popped into her mind. She is thinking of all the adventures they had shared as children, starting at this point in the lane, as they got older. Well, I'll leave that up to you. Paula is sitting, watching the spirits drop so low roll around her. There is nothing she can do. Her long sleep has stood to her. Grandma leans over towards her and whispers to her. You are not the first I have seen to do that. You know, many years ago a woman called Rachel did the same. It is not by chance you have joined my family. We are guardians. Your family are travellers of wisdom and healing. We are all part of the same wisdom spirit. You knew my great-grandmother? asked Paula. We were good friends long, long ago. The minute I looked at you, I knew who you were. Rachel told me to watch out for you when you came and to give you a big hug, smiled Grandma. They clung together for what seemed like an age in the dim light they now lived in. They were all startled by the loud noise of bombs ringing in their ears. Now so accustomed to gentle silence, they prayed quietly. Please God keep B and Philip safe, prayed Paula and Grandma. I want, it went on for hours and hours. The barn dirt dropping down through the floorboards. Dear God, are we going to be buried alive, cried Lisa at one point. Everyone wanted to run out to the field in pure panic. Paula stood up and said above the noise, Stay as you are. We have made it this far. Do you want to get everyone killed? The barn is still standing. Let's use our energies to pray it stays that way. It was an endless sound of uncomfortable noise. Then it moved away from over their heads, fading until an almost unaudible dull sound of passing by. No one moved, just stared into the dullness. The light was dull and they were dull. Then they heard a sound from the field entrance. Their hearts quickened as one beating drum. Have they, have we survived all this to die now? Slowly Philip and P, B appeared. The release of breath almost blew Philip and B away. They looked very frail and weak, but alive. There had been no visits for many weeks. 
and the worst had been feared for them. They have moved on, Philip whispered. Everyone just stared into the space in front of them. No one moved. Klaus and the captain were heading for a second time that day across Normandy. Marie Claire had been at the docks with the rest of the villages, ready to receive the nine soldiers they had managed to drag out of the sea in France. It's a nightmare, Marie Claire. When we refuel, we must head straight back. It's a long, hard journey, but we must try. Marie Claire handed them a basket of food. Empty sacks don't stand. They were on their way again. The whole village of Crosshaven were out in strength. The church was too high up on the hill to be useful. But the row of pubs had flung open their doors and made ready their floor space to receive all they could. Their kitchen staffed by the villagers. Soon the soldiers were warm, fed, not sleeping, just staring. There was a lot of healing needed of mind, body and spirit. This time, when the boat returned, it was so full it was almost sinking. Klaus looked at Marie Claire. She knew he needed to return again. And so the days passed, all working together, all differences forgotten. No one is moving. It's very strange. I think we're all just stunned. The relief has not even set in yet. Perhaps there is disbelief that it's safe to go out. Is there anything to go out to? thought Paula. Me and Philip are wrapped in blankets and Grandma is feeding them the herbal drink from her precious spoon. They are far too weak to talk. I'm going to head up into the barn to see what's what, said Paula, standing up. I'm going with you, said Lisa, raising her gun. The house was not badly damaged, but the field between the two houses was. They could hear the sound of animals in pain. Let's deal with this first, said Lisa, pointing to the field. They headed over with heavy hearts. Many nights the horses had saved their lives, giving them cover when they had been moving about in blackout. There had been five horses. Now only one is standing, making the grief-stricken sound they had heard. It's okay, boy. I'm here now, Lisa said, approaching him slowly and gently. Paula stood very still, still taking in her surroundings, trying not to take in the picture right before her. She could see lots of smoke from other farms that had not been as lucky. Looking across to Lisa's house, it had been lucky too. The damage was little. Windows were broken in both houses. Then her eye fell on the main road, not far in the distance. She saw hundreds of walking ghosts, shells of people. Dear God, Lisa, look. Lisa and Paula stood in silence, watching the scene never to be forgotten. At least they're alive, said Lisa. Just about, replied Paula.
Heading back down underground, Lisa is taking the lead. It is safe to go up as far as the barn. Be prepared, things look a lot different. Don't go into the direct sunlight till your eyes have adjusted. It won't take too long. Just sit and enjoy breathing in the air. We will take things slowly and together. We will need to support one another. Our village is strong. Our grandparents, thankfully some of them still here, have faced this before. We have their wisdom. As they started to slowly climb out of their safe haven, Paula did a head count, 30 including herself. No wonder it had been so uncomfortable. Watching them raise up and take a deep breath was worth it. When they had all settled in the stable, Paula was amazed as she watched all the faces. There was a stillness, not of weakness but of strength, a quiet energy, already a feeling of rebuilding together, without a word being spoken. I hope it would be this way at home in this situation, thought Paula. As she thought of home, her eyes teared up for a moment before she gently brushed them away, unnoticed by anyone. Taking a closer look, Paula saw there was a good number of young men and women. Of course, they were resistance. They had fought all through the war and would have been guided by Philip to safety, ready to fight when needed. Paula had no idea if they had been needed. She knew their youth and strength was needed now. A man part of the resistance group stood up and spoke. We are not the only group that went into hiding. I have visited seven groups over the last couple of months. Hopefully they have been as successful as ourselves. We could not have done it, done our work without your strength. Viva la France, he shouted, as he could. He was joined by happy noise at last, the silence broken. The men gathered containers large enough to hold at least 10 litres. I'll never get used to the way they measure things here, Paula thought as she filled a container with clear spring water. Weak as they were themselves, they were thinking of others. The men were taking tops off wine barrels, long ago empty, filling them from the kitchen taps, thankfully still working and hoisting them carefully up onto the back of the cart, ready now to head to the main road to give much-needed waters to the walking ghosts. Just this little gesture, so many faces became animated for a moment once again. Where does this strength come from? They themselves had been dazed and unable or want to move not long ago. The human body is truly a wonderful thing. Klaus and the captain were heading for one last trip in. It was a very dark night, but it would be dawn when they would reach the coast of France once again. This was the seventh trip 
in ten days. France seemed to have a never-ending stream of soldiers. How they managed to keep walking to get to the coast, no one knew. Klaus was back in the water, as the soldiers were too weak to get into the boat themselves. When the boat was full again, beyond capacity, the boat made its slow journey back to Crosshaven. Klaus would never forget the stirring silence that spoke volumes. Susan was on duty in the code room when Paula's message came through. One of the other girls received it. Standing up, she shouted to the room, Paula is safe. All in the safe house, 30 have made it. A big cheer went up in the room. The war was over and all good news was celebrated by a cheer. This is a personal note for you, Susan. She is standing by to hear from you. Susan started to cry. The girl beside her gave her a hug, saying, It's happy news, silly. These are happy tears, replied Susan. Susan wiped her eyes and started to send a message. No need for coding this one. Can't tell you how happy I am to be able to send this message. As you can see, I'm not coding it. When you get back, you will have to come to London before heading home. I can't wait to hug you. Ma'am is living for your visit. You're like a part of Paul to us. Paula is sitting on the chair by the table that she had laid her arm across to give Paul her blood. Tears are filling her eyes as she reads Susan's message. Pulling herself together, Paula tries to write a cheerful message. Yeah, at last, we can get in touch. The really bad times are behind us. I met Paul over here. I don't know if you know that. He had my loving support and was not on his own when he died. He is sending through me so much love to you all. There is so much work to be done here. I must help with it. So I won't be heading home for a while. The phones are not up and running yet. So we will have to use this to stay in touch. Before leaving, the Germans wrecked everything. The community spirit is wonderful here. They are rebuilding out of nothing. I've never seen anything like it. Big hug to your mum. Kiss, 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 kiss. Moving back into the farmhouse was very hard. The Germans had been living in it a long time. Lisa and Paula stood at the doorway of their bedroom. For quite some time, just looking, not wanting to go in. Grandma came up behind them. We are reclaiming with pride. Nothing a good scrubbing and a lick of paint won't fix. The lads have the stove lit and pots of water on the boil. It will smell like home soon. Don't just stand there, girls. Go gather lavender from the top of the hill. It will kill the germs. The higher you pick it, the better. Heading through the kitchen, they each grabbed a basket. Funny the things that survive a war, laughed Lisa. It's lovely to hear you laugh, smiled Paula. 
Climbing up the hill with the sun in their faces and a gentle breeze filled them with delight. It never felt so good to be feel free. They could sing if they wanted. Oh no, we forgot something to cut them with, said Lisa, as she turned and started to really enjoy running back down the hill. Paula stood and watched Lisa become a child for a few moments again. It is so heartwarming to stand and watch this little scene. We human beings are wonderful things, smiled Paula. The lavender was in full bloom. The Germans had not cut any. It was obvious they did not know its worth. Before long, the pots of lavender were bubbling away. The house would be scrubbed down using this wonderful gift from nature, a disinfectant, a healer, a beautiful smell. Soon every house in the village would smell of it, the scent of the Germans gone.